so we have a project. We have a project. We call it OM Champion Project. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Marseille View. Um, good to be back so soon after the last episode, but after after the events of the last week, we can't not record. We can't not debrief and 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 celebrate. And uh, I don't know, I'm out of superlatives already, and it's just the beginning. But we're going to unpack for you um, the epic cup win against PSG last week at the Vel, and Saturday's win away to Clermont. Um, and joining me to do so, we've got the two stalwarts now, I guess. So Alex and, and Charles after last week. Alex, you good? Yeah, really good, really good, really, really exciting to see these this OM team like you know going forward, growing and gaining confidence, and it's just a lot of fun now. Yeah, Charles, same same good week, no? Uh, it was an amazing week. I don't know if you know that video from the New York um, Knicks fan screaming after a win against the Celtics or the Nets. It was exactly like this, and I feel like I've been like this for the whole week. I've replayed that <laughs> goal from Malinowski at least 100 times. <laughs> it's just amazing. Malinowski! So, so good, so good. Loving it. It's, it's, it's every 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 video you see on Twitter or or, um, or Instagram, and it's regardless of the language, like they, everybody just loses their shit. They're like, "Whoa, what a, what a strike!" Um, joining us, Julia, you're back finally. Um, yeah, hello everyone. Yay. Yeah, you spent some, some time in France. You went to a game. Yeah, yeah, I was in France for uh, for a while. I even almost went to uh, to a Marseille game, the Nice game. Well, I didn't miss much in the end but uh, because i'm a tool i managed to book my the ticket to the game on the same day than i than the ticket to, than my plane ticket so i had to make a choice and i, I couldn't miss my flight so i missed the game so that, that was the pathetic trip to marseille but i went to marseille at least you know i saw marseille and i bought a marseille scarf yeah and that was it but uh apart from that i'm delighted to be back uh yeah and i mean i said uh, I'm, i will be back on the pod only after we win against Paris, and so. Uh, here I am. <laughs> it's been at least. I feel like it's been at least uh, at, at least oh, yes. that long. Yeah, but, oh, yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, guys, let, let's get into it. I mean, I think we we can do some analysis and stuff afterwards. But personally, and and I, I'm sure I know the answer to this question already. But was that probably one of the, the highest intensity games we've seen OM play in in the last ten years? Easily, no. Alex? De- definitely, definitely. Um, you can even say he's one of the the actual most complete game, you know, in terms of intensity, you know, of, of the history of the club. I'm not afraid to say that. I remember the games against, you know, AC Milan in '91, uh, and obviously AC Milan in '93. You know, the different games like Glasgow Rangers and all that stuff. It, it, the intensity that we saw on the pitch for. You know, our team just pressed for 70 minutes non-stop. 
I've rarely seen that. We've seen that in the Bielsa year when we played PSG, actually, but only lasted for 45 minutes. This was just, it was just a battle. It was just a rugby game. And it's exactly what, what the fan wants to see at Marseille. And that's our DNA. We, we love when it's, a, when it's intense, when it's fighting, when you feel, you know, the, 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 the stadium, the fan are so close to exploding. Like, and, and that's what we're all about. And it was just, I was so, actually, I was so tense in front of the TV. I swear so much and I shouted so loud that I woke up my kids and they came down and saw the penalty and, and everything. And uh, my wife wasn't happy, but it, it was all worth it. They all talk about football. They have, they have talked about football nonstop for a week now. So uh, so that, that's me uh, being a really happy dad. <laughs> yeah, when, when's your wife ever happy anyway, mate? Let's be honest. Um... <laughs> hopefully, she won't, hopefully she won't listen to that pod. But, um, yeah, yeah sure, no I, won't be getting, I won't be getting invited to barbecues this summer if she is. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, Charles, were you, were you the same? I mean, um, just I think it, just to point out, I mean, because we, apart from usually, the majority of us, we watched it from the UK, right? And there was no BT Sport don't have the rights. They only have the rights for the final. So we couldn't gather in the bar where we usually do. Probably good for the bar, to be honest, because that would have been um, <laughs> quite a mess. Um, but we, we all had to sort of watch it separately. I, I had like there were probably eight or nine people packed into my little flat. <laughs> and it was just chaos. I mean, the, the cleanup job on Thursday was atrocious, but it was worth it just sharing that. We, I think all of us will remember where we were when, when we beat PSG. I guess, Sean... You, did you did you wake the kids as well or no, yeah. not too much trouble? No, I was fine. I got screamed at because I almost woke up, but uh, that was fine. I managed to keep it inside and just uh, sharing uh, everything with you on the WhatsApp group. Um, but no, like Alex said, it's just a complete game. That's the game we all wanted, physically running over them for like 90 minutes or I should say 75 minutes intention offensive intention i mean we've been so frustrated for like 12 years now every time we play against Paris Saint-Germain we are the underdog we are defending low parking the bus and wishing for a miracle which has never happened for 12 years and for the first time we're i guess a favorite to the game or at least we feel like we have 50 50 against them and we just smash them so yeah, it was just it's just an amazing performance. Love it from the first. Me- Actually, the kind of the the whole day you can see it was starting from the morning, and then it was climbing, climbing, and the apex was definitely when uh, Malinowski saw the second goal, and then it was just like, can we hold on for another 30 minutes? And just yeah, loved every moment of that game and the after game. Couldn't sleep before 2 a.m. I think. Like all of us on the WhatsApp group, <laughs> sharing stuff like until 2 a.m. So yeah, absolutely loved everything of that game. Julia, you you were you were in, what was it like in Finland? Yeah, crazy atmosphere. I was in Finland. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, it's I a double whammy: Gibril Sissi and I Finland. I was lying down in uh, I was lying down in bed with the cat next to me and my girlfriend sleeping. So. so it was a bit less intense on that level, but um, but I you know. It was uh, it was all from the inside. I enjoyed it immensely, and uh, and uh, this is just yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I think it's definitely a game that that will go definitely in the in the historical book of uh, of the club. You know, if we would have um if we would make a historical uh, historical book of like the the greatest game at least uh, uh, from the post uh, 1993 period, it's it's def- definitely in the top five or in the top ten of of, of that era. That's, yeah, it's uh, probably um. That's, it, 
on, in terms because of, the, of the, the, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, because of because of everything, like because of the quality of the game and and because of mm. of what you guys already explained, and also because of the of the of the circumstances and the 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 fact that that it's been 12 years and 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 over first, over 30 years in in Coupe de France and and etc. Like like uh, only thing is. Like Mbappé was not there, so so you know, but uh, we don't care about that. But like like uh, we would have smashed him anyway, mate. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it, who's, who's Mbappé? Who's that? Probably <laughs> a, a bit a bit different uh, strategy would have been would have been needed, but but uh, some adjustments, let's say. But um, well, no no, no yeah, but I mean Paris. Anyway, Paris are are, are, are absolutely dreadful. So. so we were missing Ballardi as like, well. So they had, they had one of their best game. The, the, Worst is like I th- I still think they had one of their best game of the last five or ten games against us though mm. I, I really think so I think two one for them is a is is really small price like like they they almost equalized and 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 they equalized a, a bit by by miracle at the half, half time and and they almost got something out of this game and it's a, it's a, it's a little miracle for them yeah I guess I was going to say just to, to to bounce on what you said about them you know the history and, and famous results and stuff certainly <coughs> in the in the since Macourt has taken ownership, this this is, I mean, I think we'd all personally, and every OM fan would, would put beating PSG above the Leipzig game, but those are the, really yeah. the two games that stand out, both of the Vélodrome, crazy atmosphere, um, but definitely, yeah, it's it's up there, it's above that just because of the, the symbolism of it, and um, I guess, it, well, well, you know, we can, let's dive a little bit deeper, and, and it's actually, you mentioned this, you know, it's an interesting point, you know, if Mbappé had been there, maybe we would have had to make some adjustments. Now, interestingly, we all knew that Ballardi was suspended. Um, we found out, I think, just the day before that, that Nuno Tavares has picked up an injury, so he was going to be missing too. So it was like, shit, what are we going to do in defence? And, and along comes Tudor and goes, well, fuck it, I'm going to put Rongier in central defence. Mm. And um, it's just like, I mean, we, yeah, we can focus on, beyond the tactical thing, the, Rongier's performance... I mean, I can't, I'm struggling to remember the last time a Marseille sort of midfielder or defender put in such a complete sort of ballsy masterclass, um, full of confidence, full of attitude, full of dominance, and, and it just spread to the whole team. He was contagious. He was unbeatable. Like, he recovered so many balls in the area. He was he was moving in and out of midfield. He covered so much ground. Um, I mean, it's what so proud to have him as the captain. He's he's definitely stepped up. Totally, totally. First, first start of the night. So he had eleven duels during the game, and he won eight. Not bad. Not bad. No, it's ridiculous. And, and we saw, <coughs> on the highlight, we saw him dribbling, doing a roulette and everything in the middle of in the uh, Messi. Whoever, like, like, just like, what? He, he was on a different planet that game, a different planet. He was, and he, he also very, very uh, conveniently was his main opponent. Say, like, in, in in his in his area of the pitch was was Vitinia, who who for some weird reason uh, Galtier put uh, almost as a ten on that game, and uh, because they're lacking they're lacking players, but that's another story. But um, and uh, yeah, he totally dominated him, and 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 he was. You know, it could have been different again, a bit different maybe if he would have been another player. But anyway, uh, Vitinha is a, a great player technically, and uh, we didn't see him at all. Like he was, uh, 
he was uh, yeah Rongier was so dominant it's really it's really I must say it's really really pleasing to see the evolution of Rongier over since he signed for us Oh, it's crazy. Like he it? went from um, a, he went di- from three a, different managers now. Have yeah. He's worked his way into the starting eleven from three different managers. I think he's played seven different positions since he's been yeah, at the club. Yeah. It's exactly. crazy. Exactly. And uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, and and now this uh, must say this um, this suit in the, the, the this captain suit really 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 suits him because I think he's he's a good balance of you know brains and. Uh, and dedication for the team. I don't think he's the guy with a over oversight ego, and you know I think he's he's well liked by everyone and etc. etc. So I think it's a no, no. It's 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 really top top top. Really have the Deschamps vibes for because I remember watching the game when when Deschamps was playing for us, and he was exactly that. He was that clever little defensive midfielder who could do a bit of everything, always compensating. You know wherever the, the 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 team was he would always found the right spot to to compensate and so on and you know if if he was the same way around him uh, Rongier wouldn't be that far from a Deschamps it's very similar very similar and it's beautiful to see you know as a captain young guy from Nantes as well <laughs> everything just just fits it's um yeah the parallels are crazy yeah yeah it's not uh, I, I mean, think so go ahead. Go on. Now finish, finish on Rongier, Charles. Over to you. Go for it. No, I was about to say, I mean, related to Rongier, I think it's uh, five minutes to give full credit to Igor Tudor because he read Galtier perfectly. Because he could have started etiquette, sorry for the pronunciation, and he would have etiquette against Rongier and Paris Saint-Germain would have tried long ball to get away of our pressing. But the fact they tried with Vitinha and playing Neymar and Messi as a false nice, it was just the game was just given to, to Rongier to just destroy Vitinha's direct opponent. So he read it very well. And then second half, you could feel like if Paris Saint-Germain can't get away with our pressing, he will try to bring etiquette. And from that moment, Rongier shift changing position. And I think also Kolasinac got injured at the same time. He will bring another central defender to be able to uh, yeah, we brought Isaac Abori on the left. So to be able to face etic- etic- etiquette and switch uh, players at the back. So Tudor read the game perfectly, read Galtier perfectly from before the game to his tactical changes with the game. So credit to Rongier, but credit to Tudor to try that at the right time with the right opponent. So masterclass. I think what, what, Tudor got nine um, in, like, at the keep the following day. He did, he did. Yeah. Alex, you can add? No, yeah, no, no. I, I totally um, uh, agree with Charles. I mean, but, but I, I think we we felt very confident. I, I did feel, for once, very confident before. I thought I thought we would win. I, I almost couldn't see a scenario where PSG would win because how do you beat this Marseille team? You need to be able to to beat the pressure and go deep, you know, with deep ball with very fast player. Obviously, Mbappe would be the perfect guy. But Eti Kete, whatever his name is, look, first, uh, you know, it's I think it's the kind of player but we would be able to manage anyway. And he's not on, he's not full of confidence at the moment anyway. Um, but basically, when you look, it would have been Messi and Neymar, you know, in front, basically, which they don't have the speed that they used to have. I think we can manage them, especially if we have a, 
you know, a good pressing midfielder we have, so they wouldn't get the best balls. And then the only speed they had was Akimi and Nuno, whatever Nuno they have on the other side, Nuno Mendes. But obviously these these guys are, are, are wing backs. They don't really come in and try to score or anything like this. And I I thought we would be able to to manage it. Obviously, you know, Paris would have a couple of chances, but Tudor just pushed on the cursor even more than than normal with Rongier, you know, in defense and pressing even even higher, and the defense was playing even a higher line. And it was because um, Mbappe wasn't there. And that's tactically, that's the key point. Because Mbappe wasn't there, we decided to press even more and we suffocated them. They don't have the midfield to 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 win this kind of battle. And you know, the, the kind of Soler, uh, can you remember the kind of players they have even? They're so rubbish. Fabian Ruiz. Fabian Ruiz and yeah. They, these guys are, are not ready for that kind of battle. The only one who could beat the press was Verratti. But because we knew that, we, we, we put even more focus on him and he's not in the, in the you know, best in terms of fitness. Um, and the way we play with our wing back, uh, because PSG was in a back four, actually, their two wing back or right back, left back, actually, they had to defend quite a lot. Uh, compared to if they would play with, with a back three and then the wing back would, would have a lot more space. So what I'm trying to say is that as a team and as the coach, we really decided to push them, suffocated them, and just, just couldn't get out of it. And that was just so impressive, that, you know, in terms of intensity, as we say, in terms of energy, in terms of, you know, not making almost any mistakes in in, in our defense it, by the such a great pressing. It was it was beautiful to see. Yeah, it's, it brings me to the, the, the next point, and it's good you guys have segued very well onto it, which is, you know, Tudor and the setup and stuff. And I think you've, you've said quite a lot already, and it was conscious decision to press higher. And, and as you've said, the players were, were there was there was no mistake, no, no sloppiness. Um, I, I was just looking now that the the average um, um, position of the pitch, which we recovered the ball in in the first 30 minutes, was 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 45 meters from their goal in their half. It's ridiculous. I can't. I, I don't know. I mean, OM certainly have never done that against PSG since Qatar took over. But but I don't remember any teams, many teams doing that against PSG. Maybe um, maybe Bayern when. When they played the way there a couple of years ago in the Champions League. Yeah, I think it was Bayern. Yeah. But it's, 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 I mean, Mbappé not being there obviously means that you're more confident doing that and you expose yourself less to counterattacks because they don't have that weapon. But, but still, for, for players of the level that we have at OM and, and, you know, it's maybe, maybe we, we don't want to overhype them, but maybe we certainly, I think we're all more confident about their ability and, and, and their quality now against this sort of, this sort of level of opposition. But, um, just I, when when you talk about recovering the ball high up on the pitch and leading by example, you can't mention Rongier and not mention Sir Alexis Sanchez. I mean, what a performance. The guy, I mean, Marquinhos Ramos was shitting themselves. Every time they were in possession, he was there, like their shadow. He was everywhere. I think he, he recovered the most balls in the first half, actually, which is incredible, again, for saying that he's supposed to be the number nine. But he was just unplayable. He was everywhere. Every touch he took was was gold. Every time he recovered the ball, he he straight away turned forward and, and passed it through to under or, or tried to spread it out on the left to Kolasinac and create danger. Um, 
what a signing what a what a mentality this guy had have and, and again because I, I can't go for an episode without bashing Payette if only we had Payette who had looked after himself as well as Sanchez out for, has throughout his career and was at the same level at the same age I mean can you imagine um Julian Sanchez we, I, I, you've not been on for a while yeah I mean, go yeah, for well, it. yeah yeah well uh, Sanchez he, he, like I think he maybe had a bit of a some sort of personal maybe not revenge is a big word but something you know like when he was when he was playing uh in in barcelona under uh with uh, messi and um and neymar he was uh he was a bit of uh of uh you know less important player than these two he was not the star they were the star and uh yes uh, yesterday sorry against paris the other day he was by far the best the best of the three like by far by a mile he had a much better a game than uh um, then the over two, and I think he he you know he had it was a it was one more personal um, it was something personal for him I think like also to you know a bit like we know how, how the guy has a this sort of, of of winner mentality and I think he he, he really wanted to make a point and uh, yeah his, his performance was 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 incredible he was just uh, I mean they were all very good they they I, none of our players had a bad game like absolutely none. And uh, every, every, everyone has a, in my book at least, you know, in the, a seven at least, and uh, then it's you know between uh, how good they were, you know, the question. But um, but yeah, it was um, it was fantastic to to watch him. And oh, to to, to to talk about Payet, um, uh, very different build. I mean, you know, the, these these two guys are very different builds also. Like it's not really fair on Payet, like. Is not everyone at 34 or 35 can can be as fit as Alexis, but the guy is, uh, you know, he's uh, one of these like nervous small guys. It's you you don't carry your weight the same way than uh, than a Payet. So to when when you start to get a bit older, it it shows, I think. Yeah, I was about to say I don't know if it was personal because I think Alexis and Messi are good friends, but you can see the difference in approaches and the management between Longoria and what the Qataris are trying to do at Paris Saint-Germain. It's just accumulating players who just cash very high salary, don't really care about the club. While you can see like all the players that we had on the pitch against Paris Saint-Germain, they all they were all driven. Alexis, I guess you're going to talk about Cengiz, Veretout, Rongier, Kolasinac. Even if they are not born in Marseille, they are not Mino. They were all driven and out here for money. They're here to work really, really hard under Tudor. Paris Saint-Germain is the opposite. They're all very good players outside Paris Saint-Germain, but they're just here to take money and to leave, and this game didn't really matter to them. I mean, when you see the comment from Marquinhos last weekend after losing to Paris to Monaco, see the fans have to remind them what they're supposed to do before a big championship game. I mean, this club is going nowhere, and I'm just glad we finally turned around our situation, and, and we are... We just have players to be targeted with the right psychological profile. And it just, yeah, and Alex is the best example of it. And and, and to, to follow on what you say, mate, you, you could see, and it's something that I mentioned in the game against Clermont, you could see how happy our players are. It's not just about resume. They are happy to work hard. They are happy to fight. 
and they're happy to fight the, and win these battles. The big change for me, and obviously I, I can't do a pod without talking about it, but it's, it's Under. The guy is, you know, that, that little winger, does little trickery, was working a bit hard last year, but defensively, you know, was a bit, a bit of a paillet, was, you know, doing few runs here and then defense, but not too much. And then because of the change of culture that, that, you know, Longoria and Tudor have brought, the change of mindset, they're like, you, if you don't work hard, you're not going to play, mate. And they wanted to get Chengiz out. They wanted to sell him to Atalanta. And the guy really wanted to stay. Wanted to, and you could see the, the change of mindset of becoming, becoming a warrior. I mean, he finished every game, you know, full of blood. He's the one that brought the penalty against PSG because he was pressing, pressing like mad. He got the ball in midfield and he sprinted and then beat Ramos and so on. I think w- with Alexi, what was amazing is how well he kept himself. But we always knew that he had that mindset of a warrior. But what's amazing is the change of mindset of, from the others in, in that team. You see Balerdi being a lot more confident and physical. You see Under pressing like mad, finishing in you know blood every game. Um, you know all, all that kind of change of, of culture within the club, which is which is amazing because it's really hard, really rare to see that. Um, and and it's just matches so much the the mindset of the club and of the city that you know at the moment I'm so glad I'm a Marseille fan compared to as you say compared to PSG fan with all their money and fake club losing all their DNA. We found a president and and who who found a coach that just matches our style perfectly and it's just beautiful to see. It's been too long, way too long. But um, no, it's good. To, it's good to have it back, as you say. Yeah, nothing more to add to what you guys have said. Really, we we know the mindset. We can all see it. Um, and and it, it's always th- th- this is the challenge with with you know when you play a system like this that is very taxing on 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 the body and and you need to be ultra fit. You know, being being 95% fit is not enough to to, to perform in in this team and to to make the differences for your teammates. So. Um, but but you add that wouldn't work. We would you don't go anywhere if you don't get the results. And and getting getting being on the streak that we're on, where we've only lost one of our last 15 games, I think, or 14 games. Um, the, I think we we feel it as the fans. But but imagine being in that dressing room. You just know that you're going to be fitter than the opponents, and you know you're going to outrun them. And you know that if you go goal down or if you suffer a setback in the game, you've got you've got the resources to come back. You've got the quality and. It's, it, it comes from the results and it, it comes from the top and the culture and the expectation, but it also comes from uh, just, just gaining that confidence and, and, and building that spirit. So, yeah, I think the, the, the only last thing to cover, um, and it's a bit of a shout out because he's, he struggles like like any signing, right, coming from, from any, any league, but especially from Serie A, we've seen it repeatedly. I mean, under last year struggled a bit before he, he found his feet. Um, but, I mean, it's... It, regardless of what language you watch it in on on the clips or whatever, the 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 power, the sheer just just raw power of that Malinowski winning goal, it's he it just blasted it. Like I'm sure if Donnarumma somehow gets a hand to it, he ends up in A and E with a with a fractured wrist. I mean, it was what 93 kilometers per hour with the pace. Um, and it, again, it's from Sanchez. You know, Sanchez he gets the ball from the the right. Um, he he refuses to lose it. Yes, and Bemba as well. Yeah, and Benba crosses it into Sanchez, who refuses to lose it, and then he, he tries to shoot, and it gets deflected. Look, and look at Neymar, but yeah, Neymar is just it's, it's disgraceful. 
trying to do this in your own, own box for the last 10, 10, 15 meters and then not even tracking back and leaving Mbepa crossing to Sanchez is disgraceful. It's just the explosion of, of just pure unfiltered madness. Uh, the stadium, the players, the bench, everybody, even Galtier looked like he was celebrating it. I mean, <laughs> um, it's just, that's the yeah. moments we, we fucking live for, man. There's not enough of them, but there are more and more of them. Plot recently. twist. Plot twist. Gal- Galtier did celebrate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. But oh, it was so fun to watch to listen the next day to the Parisian uh, to the Parisian fan on their podcast. Like they were super mad at Galtier for this gesture as well. You know, they started to be the, this conspiracy theory about Galtier <laughs> supposedly celebrating the goal, which of course is preposterous idea. But uh, but it was just so funny to see that they had they 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 had to talk about that as well. There. Oh my God! Well, anyway, <laughs> and, and that's what the, the beauty of that team at the moment is. On on top of having fighters, because you know, OM had some fighting teams in the past, maybe not quite as much, but it's because we, we have that little bit of extra talent, the, the one that can make a difference in the big game, um, the one that Paye had, who didn't use as much in big games, but we didn't have a lot of these players in the past. But now you have a, you have a under. You have a Malinowski, you have a Sanchez. Um, to some extent, you even have a Vertu, who's, who's really good in front of goal. You have an Mbemba that can come in and can do a cross ahead. Like you, you've you've got players who can have these moments in big game that that makes a difference. While in the past, let's say we, we've had some good games and again PSG, but. We always lack a bit of talent. Maybe we have the Tova and the Payet and that's it. There was always missing a bit of that, 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 that special moment. But now we have some of these players who can have that special moment. You recruit Malinowski, straight away you think, you know, in some big games against Paris or something, maybe he can do his shot. Maybe he can have that, you know, that moment that can make a difference. And it's just happened. And that's all thanks to... Um, you know, Pablo and Goya in the way build that squad um, uh, over time, and and that's why you can also put so much emphasis on on fighting hard as a team because now as soon as one player, one talented player doesn't work hard, well he's on the bench because there's someone else waiting who, who can play and and make a difference as well. We have Vitinha, we have who do we have? We we have Payet, we have uh, sometimes Gendouzi Unai. or whatever. Unai, Unai, like we have Unai exactly, exactly that kind of guy brought in. You got that extra talent who, in some games, in some big important games, can make a difference. In the past, we didn't have a lot of these players. You had one Payet, one Tovin, for you know, as an example, and they had to play every game, even if they didn't fight hard, because nobody else had any kind of talent. But but this year is different, and hopefully we can we can go far uh, thanks to that. Charlotte, I, over to you because you, you're you're now the the official statistician, whether you like it or not. By the way, mate. Um, <laughs> any any cool stats? Have you have you found anything that stands out to you from that oh, from the game? Putting from the under pressure. Game? Well, I don't, oh. he's been come on. He's been. He told me at six p.m. He was getting it ready, man. He's got to perform, man. <laughs> Uh, no, I didn't expect that. Um, I'm going cool start. I'm going cool start. Go, go for you, it. Uh, um, go for it. Um, they were they were saying on the radio that the, the main difference between uh, OMPSG of of this year compared to the previous, you know, the last four or five years, is we are we have sprinted thirty percent more 
than than before. So um, yes, how do you get these stats? Especially uh, Coupe de France, they don't have any stats, even kilometers. I'm not buying into but that. They, 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 they all have the stuff on the back. <laughs> They're right. all that little machine. Okay, sorry, Mr. Stats. You, you go and fire your stats. No, no, no. Charles, Charles, Alex, Alex, he says he heard it on the radio, but he's actually been okay. watching the game 10 times. He counted the number of, of, of runs that each player made. You know, he's done it properly. You know? Alex, is <laughs> Alex is listening to Moscato show, so that's why I'm, I'm not uh, sure about the stats. Well, I think, I think to, to finish True as well. <laughs> yeah, to, to finish on um, on because again, the, well, I'll, I'll talk about it actually because it's something I picked up on after the win in Clermont. But usually the media bashers and and they were very praising and and as you said, Charles Tudor got a nine in the keeper. But I don't don't remember the last time any coach got a nine in the keeper. But um, so all the media worldwide um, were, were praising us. Even the BBC website called it a famous win, a famous night and stuff. Um, but I think. Uh, Again, I, I think Riolo is um, he, he bashes PSG and I love it. Even though he's a PSG fan, he just shits all over them for the last two or three years. Um, and he, he, he talks about Verratti like he's he's been shagging his wife for weeks. I don't know, but he hates that guy. But um, he, I think Luckily, he said it all. He has. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. But he's he summed it all up when he said on on the after foot on RMC after the game was this is the first time since Qatar took over. That you, if you were to do a combined best eleven after that game, not a single PSG player would get in the Marseille team, and that says it all. Just based on, on the, the required truth, it is. It yeah. is the truth. Yeah, it's required on the yeah. on the amount of, um, of 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 running and the amount the expectation of effort that is needed. Um, I don't see a single PSG player to, in, in the team that from the other nights that gets in the Marseille eleven. And and and. And, and we all know it's been exactly the opposite way way too many times in the past. Uh, uh, you know, not in the last few years, maybe, but uh, but in, 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 you know, five years ago, six it, years ago. Yeah, between 2012 uh, and yeah, 2018. Yeah. yeah, sadly, that basically, like, at the end of the game, you were like, yeah, well, none of our player could fit in their 11. So it was nice for once that it was exactly the opposite. Yeah, it was very enjoyable. So that's that was the coupe, um, coupe de France. We, we, we go through to the quarterfinals. Um, strangely, um, I was expecting us to, to draw Lens or Lyon, but we drew Annecy at home again, which is nice in a couple of weeks on Wednesday. Um, touch wood, it would be very much like the OM of old to, to beat PSG and then lose to Annecy miserably. But, but hopefully, that I don't think that's going to happen with someone like Chudor. Uh, he, he, we're not he we're not your your daddy's OM anymore. It's a it's a different yeah. different squad, different mindset now. We're gonna go Let's far. So. Only guess, on, only minor mm-hmm. doubt I ha- I have I have with that is is the new rules of the of the Coupe de France where uh, where at the end of the ninety minutes there is no extra time. So that's True. the that's the tiny little thing. Like you know you never know. Like uh, uh, sure, surely against very the unlucky. Big, uh, yeah, sure, but surely we against should, the team. We um, should, level. by all means, make it. We should, by all means, make it in, in, no, in under 90 minutes. There I, is I not this tiny little insurance anymore. That, that, that's all I'm saying. But, yeah, I agree. I agree. But um, I, don't, I don't see any team from the lower leagues coming to, to the big pitch like the Villadrome and, and out running us. It's just, I don't see many Ligue 1 teams doing it. So I don't expect any smaller League, league 2 or, or National teams to be able to do it. But you never know, as you say. But I think um, I was—I didn't know this. I found this out. Um, I think it was yesterday or the day before. The the the, the semi-final draws predetermined, so we could potentially face Lyon in the semi, um, which is 
Frank Furia was You're released sure? because uh, yeah, apparently that's the case. So it's predetermined that we would we would face the winner of um I don't know who are Lyon playing? Away. Uh I think it's I don't I think it's at home. I don't know actually. I think you've uh, you've uh, listened to some bullshit from uh, Papitsar in the chat, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Let me check. No, it looks oh. like he's right on sofa scores. They put Lyon Grenoble and Marseille and C within the same top hand of the bracket. And so shit. it means we'll play away at Lyon. Okay. Oh, shit. And we go out to kill the mood. <laughs> and oh, then well. what's, well, um, what's no, I'm just, I'm just... to lose against Rodez and then... Lance Lance. Nantes. Nantes, yeah, lance against Nantes, the other side. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm personally relieved that it's Lyon in the semi because that means that I, I won't, I won't be shitting myself if we do get to the final and I do get a Euro star to Paris and have to sit through another Lyon OM, <laughs> which we never fucking win. Um, so if we do beat Lyon, I will be, I will be on the Euro star to Paris and at the Stade de France. Still nervous, but 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 not as not as um as as um negative than if it was Lyon. So can you uh, can you keep us informed? Uh, excuse me, Ben. Can you keep us informed? Uh, uh, the second day the the FFF uh, opens the the sales for the ticket for the final. <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> cool, cool. Definitely, yeah. It'd be nice to, uh, to I'll be. Uh, yeah. I'll be in Europe, uh, in, in a bit more South Europe uh, around that time too. So, so yeah, you know. just remember to uh, to check the final date before you book exactly, your flight, yeah? exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, hey, this time I'm going interrail, so that's going to be better. I, at least I can. Ah, easier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we'll check that. Yeah. But um, I guess that just to finish on the cap, um, I, it's it's the it's the question that's probably going to jinx everything now. But are we the favourites now? We've we've knocked out PSG. We must be, no? According to the bookies, we are, and uh, that's a problem. I don't like it, but yeah, according to the bookies, we we are. I think uh, we are at. Um, sorry, I'm gonna say in decimals. So sorry for everyone using our system, but uh, 3.5 or 3.3 uh, to one to win it. <clears throat> so we're like a big favorite, um, which I guess we are logically. But I don't. I don't like when OM is favorite. It's it's usually not good. And Alex and Charles refusing to to express themselves, which is uh, I'm just I, I was just checking, if, I'm just checking if we um, I don't think the the semi final bracket is is done I don't think so so I don't yeah. know I, we'll I don't forecast I don't bet sorry guys so <laughs> I, I don't be no, I, I, I'm like Tudor I'm playing game by game that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, we we seem we seem ready, and you know, we seem we seem like we're hungry. And and if that team is hungry, it's a really hard one to beat. But obviously, you know, if we go to Lyon away or Lens away, something like this, it's you know, it's it's going to be a 50-50. But um, at least you know, the the big scary monster of PSG is not there, and that's all that's all we can we can hope for and now it's we have as much as a chance as anyone and and you know um we'll uh, especially if it's at home with the passions and the fan and the atmosphere like we'll be ready so um yeah it'll be exciting let's hope, 
let's hope um but it would be nice we haven't won it for for donkey's years and and it would be nice to, to get a trophy after for what, 10 years now 12 years 11 years no it's been t- 2013 years, we yeah. yeah coupe de la ligue 20, 2013 or 2012 2012 um, I think. yeah 2012 yeah yeah so it would it'd just be nice to, to, to yeah. have some, some alex is right. right the joy is not done for the semi on the fff website Ah, uh, they put nice. Lyon at the top. They, they, and then what do they know? What do they know? The FFF. They know. <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. Sofasco know it better. Uh, now it looks like it's gonna. It's purely random. So, so yeah. it will be a full draw again. Yeah, it will be a, f- a full draw again. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's good news. Yeah. No, boule, boule chaude, boule froide. You know, uh, we, we know, we know, we'll get Lyon <laughs> anyway, guys. Don't no, stop kidding yourselves. We'll get Lyon anyway. So we'll be covering more than three point three or three point five. <laughs> good. But uh, that takes us then, you know, I, I, I imagine the players were probably, well, probably not as hungover as I was on Thursday, but I hope they celebrated it. Um, but straight away, we, we're back in Ligue 1 mode, right? And it's um, after losing to Nice, it's like, oh, crap, guys, we, we need to bounce back. We need points. And, and obviously, you're, you're going to hope we're galvanised after such a famous result and, and performance. Um, but then... I'm not. I, I don't know if this was a deliberate leak or if it was to 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 sort of um, muddy the waters in the press or something. But but Trudeau did say, yeah, a few of the players are tired, might rest them, and then he proceeded to not rest anybody and start the same eleven again, pretty much um, in Clermont on Saturday night away. So uh, a few things um, to, to pick up on before we go into the game. Um, we came away with a two 0 win. Now, when when I was mentioning the press was super positive after the PSG game, L'Equipe were almost compensating in exchange for that. And they were like, yeah, uh, a penalty fallen from the sky for OM, despite the fact we were, we were fucking dominating 65% possession and in their half constantly. And that it was a clear handball and inside the area. And it was just very critical. So again, it's um, we know what to expect from the press, but it's just, I, I think maybe it plays into into the hands of Tudor and, and the players, which is, yeah, everybody's against us, so we're going to prove them all wrong, and, and I like that. Um, but the other thing, sadly, that, that happens, um, and again, there's different versions of what happened, but the game kickoff was delayed by 45 minutes because there was trouble in getting into the stadium. Um, so some of one of the versions says that our fans themselves were trying to force the gate with no tickets, um, and another version says that it was actually some of the local Clermont fans who um, tried to push in, sorry, lo- local OM fans that live in Clermont who tried to push in ahead of the organised queue that they put in place for the, the, the Marseille Ultras that had gotten out of the buses. And then that led to the police firing tear gas. Now, it's it's a shame when shit like this happens, right? It would, and, and sadly, it would seem that it's going to be investigated and that Inevitably, I think we're all expecting that regardless of what happens, we're going to get a ban from travelling to away games. Now, it's, it's, I don't know if you guys know any more information than I do, but yeah, I mean, having a delayed kickoff can't be ideal, right? I think there were tea, there were tea gases that were that were uh, you know uh, thrown by the police and and so the 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 play nobody on the pitch could could really breathe um they just couldn't play um so it had to be delayed i mean there was there was pr- basically no other choice uh, now the problem we have in france and uh, is is because um all the préfets in all the region are so used to banning all the away fans when there are away fans they're just not used 
you know, uh, how to manage it and how to manage the situation and how to make sure that, you know, the number of fans coming in is, is well controlled and so on. And because of that, it creates problems. And because there are problems, they will ban away fans even more. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. But um, at least there were no injuries or anything like that. It's just a game. Anything to add, guys? I think we're good. I think we want to talk football. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can see Alexis Sanchez was freezing cold. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> well, Sean, Sean, you take, 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 us, take it on, Sean. Take, talk us through the game. So, talk us through what happened. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was um, it was a weird game. Obviously, a lot of players were very tired after the Paris Saint-Germain game and playing 90 minutes at such a high intensity. So we expected some very tired legs to come into Clermont, which was only two days and or three days after Paris Saint-Germain game. Two door complaints, three games in six days. We should have played on Sunday. Um, and yeah, we could see that the first half was just not really there. We had the ball, they parked the bus, 5-4-1, and just expected us in the middle of, of the pitch. And weirdly enough, I think Tudor had the wrong approach to that game because Ronger and Vertu came back in normal position with Gigo, Baladi and, uh, and Bemba back in the, in the back three. And we have, funny enough, under on the right and close on the left, which means we never really got width into the first half. Um, so you wanted some stats, so interesting stats. We only had three uh, crosses into the penalty area during, the, during that game. While so far Tudor and Mars has been known for crossing a lot, you will find a lot of players. So only three completed crosses during that game. But once again, coming back to the thing we've been discussing for the last 10 minutes, we always find a way. And even if Alexis probably had his worst game under my Marseille shirt, he scored two goals because when the legs are not here, it's in the head. And we knew we were going to win the game. The game. We knew we had to win because Monaco just uh, took the second post um, in table just before the game. So we knew we had to win and we delivered. So once again, it's a statement of the mentality and the confidence running into that team. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say about that game. I think the tactical approach and the physical approach was probably wrong, but we found a way to win this game. and. Playing three games in six days, that's all we wanted um, out of this game. And and, and to, to bounce back on, on what you say, it's, it's exactly the same thing that we said on, on the previous passes. He started uh, the game with Malinowski on the right uh, left, uh, on the right half space and under um, as a winger, basically, a wing back. And, and both lefties, both there, they don't combined very well none of them really you know uh stretches the pitch with these sprints you know we're missing close that's exactly what you said and and as a team we tend to focus firstly on that right side that's where we're really good we complement each other when you have when you have under then close there then mbemba is coming here and on that day, Mbemba wasn't even there because sometimes Mbemba is, is doing that kind of, you know, right wing back almost coming in and stretching the field. But it was Balerdi this time who tried to do it. It just wasn't, wasn't working. And so, as you rightly pointed out, Tudor saw the same thing and he switched thing in the second half. And so we had 
un, under on uh, right uh, right half space, close at the right wing back, and the, and on and behind them we had Mbemba. And that's how it worked. That, that's the base of our team. What works so well, the combination that works really well is these three. And then in the middle, you have Alexi, you know, doing his things and Malinowski on the left and uh, have space. You can, who can do his shot. And, but having that, that right side of, of the pitch on, you know, on attack, working well, combining well, I think it's key. So we, we, I think we, we got that team sorted. We got a front free, front free of Malinowski on the left, Alexi in the middle, Unde on the right. And then you need close on that right hand side and Mbemba behind. And, and that's where we, we combine the best. And, and that was key to have that in the second half. Yeah. It was interesting to notice that, um, that Clermont Ferrand uh, understood our tactics better than uh, Paris Saint Germain and Galtier did. <laughs> like there, I think the 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 way they, you know, considering their means are not exactly the ones of of, of Paris Saint Germain, and they, I think we, with what they had, you know, they they had this uh, they had this well thought. Uh, they had this big fast big big tall guy in front, and and then uh, fast guys on the on the wings, and of course if they would re- recuperate the the ball, uh, you know, like very basic thing. But uh, they, I think. Paris didn't didn't really have that even, um, but yeah, like um, uh, personally, I had a bit different, maybe a bit different um, uh, uh, readings, like or of or understanding of the game, and maybe than Charles, for example. Like, yeah, still personally, I think we were quite lucky to get something out of out of these games, at least out of the first half, the way it happened. Like, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, we were dominating the the possession, but but we really didn't create anything and. I kind of disagree personally with the with the choice of Tudor to to realign exactly the same eleven than um, almost the same eleven than uh, than against Paris. I understand the logic in a way, thinking okay, last effort, guys, and then and then you know one week to rest and etc. And he was a bit forced, of course, by the events. But um, I I I think it could have gone the other way. Like like we were very tired if 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 without this penalty, which of course was you know it, it came. Out of nowhere, in the sense that that the um, I don't remember his name, but the Clermont defender makes a very blatant mistake. It's a stupid mistake to to have your your hand out of your uh, out of your body like that. By the way, uh, against Paris, we should have had a penalty like that after two minutes, which we didn't have. And sorry, because I've no no one talked about that, but it's crazy. Like once again, they stole us a penalty against Paris. But that's another another discussion. But yeah, like so no, so you know the penalty came out of nowhere in in. In that sense, and I don't think we were looking good. We were looking extremely tired, and I was getting a bit worried. Like without this goal, yes, Tudor did did make some good tactical changes, as as Alex very well explained. And uh, but still, I was if it would have been zero uh, zero at the halftime, I, I I I I would not have been very confident personally. So I think it went it went well. It went our way. It was not a, a legendary game. Far from that, it was quite a bad game, but uh, very. Very important three points. Paris lost. We are back five points behind them. We're hosting them on the 26. It's 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 looking grand. Yeah, we got we got the win exactly that. Um, just just to echo what you guys are saying on on realigning the same eleven. I mean, we sort of paid the price for that, even though it was it was off of a contact. But um, Gigo went off injured. It looked very very ugly at the time. Thankfully, he's only going to be out for about a week. Um, but but that's the risk you run is when when you sort of over overuse players 
Um, especially Sanchez, he's the one I'm worried about, right? Um, even though we have Vitinha now, it's like it would be a massive blow to lose him now before we, we, we play PSG in a couple of weeks. So it's uh, at least he got, you know, we've got two goals. Sanchez is, is, is doing well for the stats as well. I think he's now on 13 for the season. Um, Cruz got another assist. Um, it's it, again, it was a win that, that was hard fought, but they never really threatened, and it was just a matter of once we would find the right the right pass or the right gear, we would we would outplay them, and, and we did that, and we, we probably could have had a, one more goal, I think. Um, was it Vitinha no, that the shot at the end, the the attempted lob, and it, it looked like it was going in, and then at the last Malinovsky. It was Malinovsky, yeah, that was. I mean, the guy, if he, right. if he scores that goal after scoring the goal against PSG in the same week, the guy the guys gets Puskas award, mate. Like, what the hell? <laughs> um, I guess the, 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 just one one thing, final thing to mention, and, and it was the case over these two games, and we have we have criticised him in the past, and it's nice to, to also praise some of these guys, right, when they do come back in under, we've done it lots. But um, Jabouille had a really good cameo against PSG, he, he looked like he, he came in with the right intensity. He was running, matched the intensity of his teammates and knew what was expected of him. And um, I thought he was he was brilliant again in, in second half against Clermont. He, he hit the bar um, and he, he had a cross that was um, that, that didn't get finished, sadly, but he, he was pretty damn good when he came on. He's He looks like he's finding his feet, no? True, true, true. And what's interesting is that the, when you look at the, at the lineup, as we say, we had... Uh, basically, Malinovsky under on one side, which don't combo that well, and then on the other side we had we had close on the left, which doesn't work too well, and then we had Genduzi, who is not very attacking as well. He's not really great on that left side. So basically, he did a lineup that wasn't really complementary, just because he didn't want to put Caboret to start with. And now halftime, so you know it doesn't quite work. Fuck it, I'm gonna put Caboret. He's been good against Paris, and the guy has been brilliant. Um, even if usually he, he, he's more on a right side guy, he can play on both, and he's he's that he's got that speed, and he, he complement complement each other fairly well with Kolasinac. Kolasinac is a lefty, and even if he plays central defender, he can come in and do this run. And Caboret comes inside a little bit more with his right foot, and and it kind of works. It's not perfect, but it kind of works. And what it does is it puts the right player where they should be on the right side, as I, as I mentioned. So uh, under close. Um, and then Malinovsky close to close to Alexi for his shot. So the fact of, of playing Caboret may made the whole team uh, being well balanced. So I think he has a chance to to play over the next few games. I mean, depend of where um, uh, our, our boy Nuno Tavares is. Um, Caboret has has a chance, especially when you think of uh, Nuno Tavares' lack of focus defensively. Uh, lack of focus on the press, where he's some, you know, often a bit, a bit late. Caboret can be that little difference maker, and, and what he would mean is that Genduzi might be on the bench then. But that's that's a different question. But uh, no, the boy done good. Don't forget that Bay is back as well, so maybe he's going to push Kolasinac on the left side. Uh, but yeah, yes. no. Kolasinac as well there. True. Like, like, like against Paris against. Uh, against Hakimi. Uh, no, but Cabaret, I mean, once again, it's a statement of what the, that culture is changing at Marseille. How many players have come to Marseille? We didn't know where they were coming from. 
had one or two bad games and that was finished for their career at Marseille. He had one or two bad games, but the culture of the club has changed and he's bouncing back and he's starting to deliver. That's what we want to be. Okay. So it gives more confidence for players to come and join the project because they see players developing and progressing. So once again, it's a good statement for what we're trying to achieve. And it's um, it gave us more hope. Uh, we had a lot of hope after beating Paris Saint-Germain last week. But even after Clermont victory, you can draw some positive signs. And uh, it's all green. It's just all green here. So love it. And and to to bounce on sorry sorry guys on, on what you're saying it's very true because someone like Cabaret who lacks a bit of confidence hasn't played enough and so on he comes in a team and, and he knows that he needs to defend his ass off he needs to be so focused on defense because everybody is working their ass off that you know you you you, you don't have to overthink too much first you're so focused on defense that you start to win a ball then another ball then you get your confidence back and then you you start to attack and, and everything's okay. Well, when you team that it's a bit messy, you know, everybody defends and so on. It's not quite the same, but because the culture is so focused on on results and, and fighting as a unit, I think it's a lot easier to, to come in and, 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 and be part of it. Even if, if um, you're a young guy or you've lost confidence, it's a lot easier to gain that confidence just because you're winning this duel and, and, and the whole team is, is fighting together. We're all. I mean, I'm. I'm still expecting it to completely fall apart. But the, the longer it goes on, the, the less likely it is to happen, right? But um, it's it's just a good period. Um, I mean, the, the defeat to Nice was. Uh, we you know, had many reasons for that. We discussed them last week. The turnover, the, the the lack of intensity, Nice being pretty pretty good as well. Fair play to them. Um, but we, we're not going to win every game. But we look like we're going to win most of them if we continue playing this way and showing the spirit between now and the end of the season. And I guess it's it's time to, to end, right, and do a little preview. We're, we're going away to Toulouse next week. They're in form, actually. Um, the last five games in Liga, they're, 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 they're level with us in terms of um, points won, and um, they, they've outscored us, certainly. But it's not going to be an easy game, even though every time we go there, it's like a home game. Um, it would be nice if uh, if the Toulouse fans actually showed up one year to their own stadium against Marseille, but that's, that's another problem. Um, at the same time, you have uh, PSG playing Lille, who, who have done the number on them in the last few seasons quite regularly. So could we potentially find ourselves two points or three points from PSG this weekend and then set up a another tasty game against them the following weekend at the Villodrome in Ligue 1 where we could potentially go top of the table, right? Um, do you, what, what do you reckon? Are you guys worried about Toulouse? Julien, are you stressed at all? Um, I respect Toulouse. Uh, I respect Toulouse. Yeah, as you said, they're in form and um, they got a good um, winter mercato. I was listening a bit to one of their podcasts some, some times ago and they're, the guys seem quite happy with a few new players, which names I don't remember, but... Uh, but um, like uh, yeah, 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 no, I respect to lose. I I think it's uh, it's not a uh, the three points are not in the bag uh, at all. Um, and 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 the same for uh, for PSG uh, at Lille. Lille also are, are coming back strong. So um, so you know we it might be it might be status quo or or anything like that. But is it possible that 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 we 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 could host Paris uh, with less than three points? Yes, yes, it's possible. 
uh, I'm, I almost fear that in a way. Um, personally, that's a bit my fear is like that we would, uh, uh, you know, let, let's be honest. If we if if we talk about getting anything better in the league than second place, which of course is possible, but um, in a way I'm I'm for some reason I'm a bit worried that if if it would the possibility would happen too fast because we know how it goes in Marseille, like the 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 te- the, te- the tension and the expectations will build up so much and that's the moment where the players will start to ask themselves questions. That's the moment where they start to think, can we do this, etc. Put put lots of pressures on their shoulders, and that's exactly the moment where things could go bad, could go bad for us. So um, I'm a bit, uh, you know, I'm almost like uh, I, I almost wouldn't mind that that we cannot actually, uh, if we beat Paris at at home, that it doesn't mean that we we get in front. If we do, sure, great, let's, you know. But in a way, I'm a bit worried of that. That that it would have it would happen too fast. And uh, counter the um, you know the backlash would be would be the the hardest if you guys see what I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, sorry, Alex, do you want to? Vas-y, vas-y. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously uh, we smashed them a few weeks ago, six-one, uh, and uh, their style suits us because contrary to a lot of French teams, they are a bit more open. And they are a bit more vulnerable at the back, so they might be. We might have some good pressing and get some opportunities thanks to our pressing. So <laughs> I feel like it's too good to be true. What can go wrong? Um, obviously, you're gonna have to deal with uh, Dutch Bruno Fernandez, aka Franco van der Boomen. Um, but yeah, I'm not worried. Very Angers will do the job on him. So yeah, it's making. Sh- I mean, yeah, I think we should be fine. Uh, Monaco plays at Brest away, and same thing. I think Fonseca and Lille is a bit too open for Paris Saint-Germain. Mbappe is back, so I think I, I will I will go for a statu quo ahead of our return game before Paris Saint-Germain. But I'm pretty confident going to next weekend. I think I think the main difference is now pretty much till the end of the season, bar the odd cup game. We are just playing one game a week, so. Our game is is very you know demands a lot of energy, demands a lot of mental freshness as well, and we've seen with the Champions League, obviously in the Champions League and then the league, it was quite difficult to to get the two together, and that that's where we we start to dip in you know instead of being able to press for 70, 75 minutes, start to be 50 minutes, start to be um, 60 minutes, and then 55 minutes and so on. So now you you reckon that with one week to to be ready with a deep squad um we'll be able to to physically dominate pretty much every game until the end of the season and and i expect us to physically bully a team like toulouse does it mean does that mean we're going to win every game of the season sure not because we play such a you know, a high line, um, intensive game that some teams will have few counters like like happened against Nice and we could be beaten for sure. I, I, I reckon we will be we will be on a good roll. We're mentally ready. Obviously, a lot of players will start to think about the Paris game, but still, I think we'll we'll do enough to beat Toulouse. Um and I think Paris at home will be will be a massive game, obviously, because 
let's assume in a beautiful scenario that we win that game. Wow, it would be amazing. But obviously Mbappe would be back, so everything will, will be possible. But um, I think we'll beat Toulouse. I think we'll beat most of the team that we should beat, you know, the, the bottom team, the middle teams in the league. And now we'll be down to, you know, we're going to Lyon, we're going to, we're going to Lille, we're going to Lens. So, you know, there, there's, there's few away games that we will have to, we will have to manage. Uh, we're good. We're going to smash everybody, guys. Um, that's it. Sounds good. That's the, that's the only answer, really. Um, Julien, uh, if, if you're going to be this negative, I think we'll, we won't have you on for a few weeks. Um, <laughs> hey, come on, guys. There needs, some, there needs to be a, a, someone who's negative on the OM podcast. Like, no, I, was no. I was just remembering, you know, the we sh- you should listen to a pre-season uh, podcast. <laughs> the one. I went to the arrived and we were all like, what are your predictions? And you were saying, I think you were saying we would arrive seven for something like that, Ben. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit too late now. It's a bit too late now to call me uh to call me pessimistic, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's Let's, I said I hope we finish I said I think we're gonna finish fifth. And I hope third. And I was the most optimistic of the crew on that day. <laughs> you know, I mean, you never know. We might still finish fifth. Huh? Who knows? Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure there was Stefan on the on the on the pod that time. We must have said we must have been 18 or something. <laughs> last, yeah, last, possible, possible. On this last start of the night, so uh, Five Thirteen has just updated their prediction for League One, and our current odd of winning League One is double digit, guys. 11%. We cross the double digit marker. We're there. We're gonna play. Okay. We're gonna play the title. Oh, definitely. The, definitely. The, the thing for, for the title, it's it's all down to PSG. We all know. So it's all down. What they're gonna do in the Champions League and how they're gonna respond to that. So that tomorrow, tomorrow, let's say tomorrow, if they get smashed, you know, it, it could happen. Or at least, you know, if they lose like two 0 even two one at home, the things could go really wrong. You know, the Paris fans can be as aggressive and, and violent as ours. They haven't been for a while with the Qatar style, and they're all like footiques, but but they can. They can turn it up, and they can yeah, set fire. Like they're, they're not in the right? stadium anymore. They, they're still yeah, in the tickets to tourists already. <laughs> yes, true, yeah. true. But, well, but things, things can turn really wrong at Paris, and we all know that at the end of the day, it's down to them. If if we have a chance to, to win it or not, it's, it's down to them. So... Uh, things can go really wrong at Paris, so I, I will l- look uh, at the game tomorrow, and uh, I think that will give us a bit of an indication. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess uh, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, they, they could be very violent, mate. I mean, on, on Sunday, right? They they went to the the Cordeloge, the Paris training centre, <laughs> queued, queued, waited outside peacefully in the rain for three hours, and not a single one of their players stopped to have a chat with them. So, paid a ticket to enter the training ground because now you have to pay for everything. <laughs> They were selling cookies and, and lemonade uh, waiting for the players. For 20, for 25 euros for, for a hot dog, yeah. Fuck's sake. Oh, fucking hell. This Julia, you, you have some final words of wisdom? Go for it. No, I'm, I don't think it's one of wisdom, but if it's if it's to be a tad serious, yeah, just to sum up about the, 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 the potential, you know, like uh, league that can we win it or etc. As, as Alex said, I think, I guess we all agree, 
three is going is going to be two I think main factors. One is of course Paris Saint Germain and how their whole uh, shit little boat will uh, will either sink or uh, kind of float. And the other one is also our own boat. Like how how if we become really in the in the potential position of 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 being able to win that 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 league is how are we going to handle the the pressure which will get which will get huge and all the expectations which will get absolutely huge if we get into that zone and i think that's that that might be also the key the key question if we arrive there i'm not even sure we will be there but you know that's all okay yeah so so get excited but not too excited but 11 percent is is a big number i'm i'm, I'm confident yeah, um, even <laughs> guys, thanks for joining. Um, hopefully, the, the 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 rest of the debriefs between the now and the rest of the season are this pleasant. Um, just a, a final note because it, Stefan pointed it out the other day. We <laughs> because we're we're all over the place. We 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 didn't mark the 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 um, the coup as we say for a hundredth episode, which was a few weeks ago now. But tonight is the hundred and thirteenth episode, and Bouche du Rhône is 13, Département 13, represent Marseille. So it's as yep. good a night as any to, to call this the out. Um, that's it. Thanks to, to everybody who's listened to us from the start or recently or anything. And yeah, we're just we're just a bunch of, of guys having fun, really, and, and hoping to, to bring some quality analysis or not. Um, but we will aim to bring you more and get bigger and better and hope that Marseille get bigger and better as well. So... Thanks, everyone. We'll see you probably next week. Bye. 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 Bye.